0: That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply.
1: Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more.
0: visit visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
1: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio.
4: Oh, what's going on, everybody? Hope you're enjoying your Saturday evening. Big man, I'm live here in Vegas. Do you want me to run to the sports book in a commercial break and throw down some coin on any games either tonight? Maybe you want to get down on TJ Dillashaw, some UFC action. What are you thinking here?
3: No, nah, man, just uh, I I don't know how I feel about you being in in, in Vegas. No? Yeah, be it worried? Might, be, might be too dangerous for you.
4: <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, you know, we could uh, pool our resources and get down on a 10-leg parlay no, if you want. No, I, no, no, no. no? That sounds terrible. Okay, that doesn't sound like a good idea to you. No problem. Uh, we'll see. Uh, the door is still open throughout the show. Just keep that in mind. I can run to the betting window if you would like. How about this? Speaking of bets here in Vegas, a lot of the sports books have taken down the Packers bet to win the NFC North because a lot of the sports books, they've called a guy who knows a guy. This is a true story. And their intel is saying Rodgers might pull a power play. He might retire, at least from the Packers. He's not going to retire from the NFL for good. That's too much money to walk away from. But a lot of the books in town, he from, they've taken down the Packers' odds to win the NFC North because they really believe this is a strong possibility that Aaron Rodgers retires, a la Carson Palmer. This would be more like Carson Palmer forcing his way out of Cincinnati than Andrew Luck just retiring for good. It would be more of that type of move and Aaron Rodgers has the same agent that represented Carson Palmer a decade ago. So that's the buzz around here. What do you make of the possibility of Rodgers saying sayonara to the Packers for good?
3: I, I I can see him doing something like that. Aaron strikes me as the type of person that uh he wants to get his way. And uh I could see him, you know, pulling something like that and and, and forcing his forcing their hand to You know, when he unretires, they trade him or whatever, whatever that is, because even though if he retires, I'm not sure if most people know this, but the Green Bay Packers still own his rights. If he decides he wants to play football again, uh, all roads have to go through the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. And that's important to realize. Yeah. You got to, you got to know that. Like you can't retire and then be like, ah, you know what? Uh, I'm coming back. You know what? It's just like Gronk. Because yep. Gronk
4: unretired and the Patriots, the Patriots still had, owned his rights the and they Patriots, dealt him.
3: Yep. Yeah. They had to, to, to do that. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that if he retires, the Packers won't uh, do him any favors.
4: <laughs> right?
3: I wouldn't. I wouldn't be in the business of, no, you know I'm what? Be, Let's I'm
4: find be, a cushy landing spot I'm for like, Aaron Rodgers.
3: You want to unretire? You come on with me. Yeah.
4: Yeah. They're going to go with the best deal, but... Uh, you know, if it's splitting hairs here between good situation for Aaron Rodgers and bad situation for Aaron Rodgers and it's comparable compensation, I'm getting all sorts of petty oh, if he yeah. pulls a power play like this. Yeah, you got
3: to go to where, where what would be the worst situation Aaron Rodgers can go to right now uh, of the teams that would be legitimate of the teams. legitimate candidates. Just, this is hypothetical because it could be sure. anywhere. So anywhere.
4: Yeah, ah man, uh, they could send him to because he makes any team much better. That's the thing. Right. They could send him to NFL well, what Siberia. About, uh,
3: I know this is not the case. K- well, no, because I was gonna say, what about the Jets? Yeah, you they know, wouldn't do it. No, I'm, I know. I, I I'm yeah, yeah. suspending reality in terms of if they need him or not. Yeah, or what they have. I just a bad team. Lions. Yeah. yeah okay. There we go. Detroit. But then they wouldn't do that because they wouldn't want yeah, to face him twice division. a year. Wouldn't
4: it be nice, though, if they were like, we think we can put it on you. You only have a couple more years left. We'll smack you around in the division. How about that? They wouldn't. But, man, that would be great theater right there. How about this, too? We have more cryptic social media interactions. A cryptic IG story posted by both Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. It just shows a photo of Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen fist-bumping each other back when they were teammates with the Chicago Bulls. They're on the court. They're just fist-bumping. That's it. It's just part of their IG stories with Rodgers and Devontae Adams. First things first, I'm sick of the cryptic stuff here. Just say what you mean, mean what you say. I hate trying to piece together clues. And this isn't a whodunit movie over here. Like, just come out and say it. I hate all this cryptic stuff. I'm, and now,
3: I'm the complete opposite. You love it. I love it. You know why? Because players can finally control their <laughs> own narrative.
4: But it's not. There is no narrative. It We're all just speculating. And that's, and
3: that's the point. That's the excitement of it. As a, as a player, <laughs> you get to represent yourself any way you see fit and not having to depend on on others to speak for you players can immediately lead us all in a in a in a completely different way remember the the hollabaloo of of uh tom brady uh it ended up being a super bowl commercial but remember when he posted that picture of his silhouette in a tunnel and no one knew if he was walking to the tunnel, if he was walking (laughs) away from the tunnel. And then it was like, watches spy him or
4: what I forget. Like
3: whatever it was, it was brilliant, (laughs) but he controlled that narrative through marketing. What he wanted to get like, that is brilliant. I love the fact that the players have that type of power right now. Well, listen, the Brady thing. Fine. I'm not going to say, listen, I love
4: cryptic teases, (laughs) <laughs> on sports radio, right? I'm not going to say, hey, coming up next, we're going to talk about the Jets. I'm going to give right. you something where you're like, what, We're going to talk it?
3: about a team yeah, with a T and an S in the name.
4: Right. You Sticky. figure it out next. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I like the cryptic stuff in some capacities. I think it, it serves some good. I like the Brady commercial. That was good. But with Aaron Rodgers, it has just been the offseason season. Of cryptic nonsense, you know. I- I'm just a believer in say what you feel. Like LeBron, he had a lot of cryptic messages when he was saying, uh, basically, tweeting like the red stork flies east above the plains, and it's like, is he calling out Kevin Love? Is what are you trying to say? You know. So I don't have a lot of patience for stuff like that.
3: I, I love it. I think it's entertaining. It opens up the the floor for guessing and commentary on what we think is happening and so on and so forth so what do you think that means what's your guess to that photo that was posted oh, if if i would if i were to take a guess it would i would think it would be something like we'll be together soon or uh-huh. the dynamic duo is back yeah. see know. what
4: i was thinking i'm thinking again and i've said this the last dance one more, more one more season. shot just like the 98 Bulls, they knew. We've got one more year, and then we're going our separate ways. And maybe
3: that's what it is. Maybe he heard our show last week. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what, it is. that's what it is. But it would the only thing that's against that
4: is all the speculation that he's going to retire and force his way out. I still, I might be going down with the ship and stubborn to a fault, but I still believe the best place for Aaron Rodgers this year is with the Green Bay Packers. But I don't know. I, he's one of these dudes. He can be a man of principle to a fault. It can you know, lead to his demise. So he could be so petty that he could even negotiate against himself and sit out this year, and I don't see how that does him any good. But that's the only thing that I can gather from that photo is that Devontae Adams, he's not going anywhere for this last season in Green Bay, so maybe they're reunited for one more go.
3: And that makes sense. You know, that that really makes sense. Uh, the way you broke it down so eloquently uh, last week, it, it does make sense uh, for both parties, not just him, yeah. but for the Green Green Bay Packers and, and moving forward. Um, but who knows, man? this You know. know, one thing about Aaron Rodgers, he'll do anything.
4: Yeah. How about this? We've got former Packers tight end Jermichael Finley. He was a guest on ESPN Radio. Here's what he thinks about the whole Aaron Rodgers situation.
1: The character I know, I think he's he's gonna, he's not going to play. He's a very interesting cat. You know what I mean? He's very hard got to read if you want to say.
4: Yeah, not a whole lot of love between JerMichael Finley and Aaron Rodgers over the years, (laughs) so it's not a shocker. And then also this, Aaron Rodgers loves this. You've got eight-time Olympic gold medalist Usain Bolt. He was a guest on SI.com. Listen to what he's saying, just pleading
3: for Aaron Rodgers. I would beg Aaron Rodgers to stay. I think this year, like last year, we were very close. I need Aaron Rodgers to stay. Aaron Rodgers, please stay at Green Bay. We need him. You know he's eating that up. How did Usain Bolt become a Green Bay Packers fan? (laughs) He's diehard. How, though? I don't know. Yeah. It's a world game, you know. We're I, abroad is, with is the it, NFL. Is it that the Green Bay Packers have the same colors as Jamaica? Maybe <laughs> I,
4: I, that's, a, that's right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, He's I, f- fond I know. of cheese. I don't. I don't know. Green Loves Bay? him some
3: Vince Lombardi, but somehow it happened. Maybe He's when simple. he was a kid, the first game he saw it was Green Bay, and and Brett Favre was there, and I, I guess you know stuff like that happens with kids. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to know. That'd be a great follow
4: up question, uh, Mr. Bolt. How the hell did you become a Packers fan? I need to know that answer. You know, need to know that. Or okay, maybe, we've maybe
3: he's best friends with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. I, could be. It's possible.
4: Maybe uh, he's a big fan. You know how Usain Bolt did the kind of like two-handed point to one direction. I don't know. How, how would you? How would you describe his little dance, like his little bow and arrow dance Mm -hmm. or a celebration? Maybe he's just a big fan of celebrations. And with Rodgers doing the sort of discount double check, you know, maybe maybe that's what swung him. Rodgers! Not sure. Okay, we've got a lot to do here tonight, big man. We've got a possible relationship that you talk about a messy breakup. Holy cow. We've got Team USA Olympic hoops. Are you interested whatsoever? Also, we got to get to some player prop bets here in the NFL. They've just been released. I'm in Vegas right now. How uh, could I not go. feel the buzz when it comes to this stuff, you know? Here we go. it's act. Buckle up, baby. Absolutely, here we go. But I'm going to throw a couple of lines at you that I think are pretty interesting. All that and much more coming up. Keep it locked right here. I'm Brian No, He's e from Salaam. This is Fox Sports Radio.
0: Roger's!
4: I'm Brian No, He's Ephraim Salaam here on Fox Sports Radio. You know, I got a tweet here, a big man from Seashell Pipes. Hashtag supporting the show. We appreciate that. And my heart just dropped because he was listening to what we were saying about Aaron Rodgers. And one of my comments caused him to quote John Mayer, singer, musician. And Seashell Pipes just simply writes say what you need to say regarding Aaron Rodgers. And I'm like, oh my gosh, did I just accidentally quote John Mayer over here? And he took some liberties. I just said, say what you mean, mean what you say. But it was in the ballpark, apparently, of some John Mayer lyrics. Gravity. Yeah, pretty good musician, but uh, some of the music there, you want to run through the halls of your high school, you know? Like, uh, where do you stand on John Mayer? I Big like then? John Mayer. You do? Yeah. Did you see the skit of John Mayer and Dave Chappelle on Chappelle's show where, where they were going around and Mayer was playing music and how it would have a different effect based on, I don't know, the ethnicity of different people, mm-hmm. right? Right. Yep. That was very funny. That was a good bit right there. He's a good guitarist, actually. John Mayer can get after it. You know who else is a good guitarist who can shred kind of like a metal guy? Is Brad Paisley? Really? I saw a Brad Paisley concert a long time ago in New York and the the dude was shredding. Ooh. I was like, "Look at look at Paisley getting after it over here. Yeah, he's pretty good at guitar." I was surprised. Brad Paisley. Yeah. I love it. Yep, he was getting after it. Okay, now speaking of getting after it, how about Oklahoma and Texas possibly getting after leaving the Big 12 high and dry? and bolting for the SEC. Now, they would have to give the Big 12 a 12-month advance notice. I'm sorry, an 18-month advance notice. So this isn't happening for at least a year and a half. What do you make of Oklahoma and Texas leaving? My two cents is, I know this is just so you can make more money, But why you would go join the SEC, where Alabama reigns supreme right now, I would anticipate that Nick Saban is going to be there for the better part of the next decade. And even when he's gone, it's such a talent-rich conference. Texas is having a hard time in the Big 12. You think they're going to fare well in the SEC? It doesn't make sense to me. I
3: don't think they play enough. Either one of the schools play enough defense to go to the SEC. Oh, man, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole nother step up right like all those points you guys put up and outscoring everybody eh, it's gonna be a little bit tougher yeah uh, in the SEC yeah no doubt you got quality professional defensive players laden through all um, even on the worst you know SEC teams roster it's just it's just a it's a step up You know, and that offense and stuff is great, but you better get it. You know, I I don't know. It's a money grab. So totally. That's absolutely what it is. But it's like, look at Texas, the
4: Longhorn Network. They're printing money. So you print a little bit more. Big deal. Like you're fourth, fifth at best in that conference when you go there day one. I think there are some similarities really between Notre Dame and Texas where Notre Dame is printing money. They've got their NBC deal. All their home games are broadcast nationally on NBC. If Notre Dame went to the SEC, yeah, they might be able to make some more money, but it would be worse for them. It's a, a rougher position. It's a much tougher schedule. I see a lot of similarities with Texas.
3: So Yeah, and you got to realize, once you do that and you join a conference, especially a conference like the SEC, I uh, You just made it so much tougher for yourself, right? Notre Dame, I get their, you know, hesitancy from joining the big conference because now you have to play certain games, right? You don't get to pick your schedule as an independent. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have to play the people in the conference. And I think Notre Dame is okay with not having to do that. Yeah. Right, it makes sense to be okay with not having to do that. I mean, I loved them in the ACC last year. I thought that was exciting. That yeah, was a good little one year
4: hiatus, I, I, but I, I thought
3: it was great. I thought it that that Clemson Notre Dame game, you know, the couple times they played, I, I thought that was exciting. Totally. You know, opposed to them, you know, playing whoever, I, it just meant more. You You know what I mean, <laughs> right? Yeah.
4: There's more structure, to yeah, and
3: and you're a Golden Domer, so I would I would love to. And we talked about this while it was happening. Went a lot of back and forth between, uh, you know, them playing with and without Trevor Trevor Lawrence, and 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 so I, I just I think that'd be great for them.
1: Um,
4: you have to look at the landscape of college football also. If Texas and Oklahoma leave the Big Twelve. And it seems like that's going to happen. What happens to the rest of that conference? Do they start jumping ship and joining other conferences? Are we headed toward a handful of 16-team super conferences? I also think, you know, like in a relationship, you know this, big man, you got to DTR, define the relationship, you know? Are we exclusive? Are we just hanging out? Like, What are we doing here? A girl, if she's interested, is going to ask you that specific question. And it's important to figure that out. If you look at the landscape of college football, I have no idea how to define the landscape. Where are we headed here? Is it just going to be a huge clump of Power 5 teams? Are we going to have super conferences? Where does this leave the group of five schools? So I, I don't know where we're headed as far as that goes.
3: Well, I mean, they're talking about expanding this playoff thing to twelve teams, which is that seems ridiculous to me. I don't know if it's twelve teams worthy of being in a college football playoff. Um, Dabo agrees. Well, that's exactly it's what just he's too saying, many games. Too. It's just too many games. Yeah, right. It's it's already tough enough on these kids, and you, the wear and tear, especially for the ones going on to the next level. Um, it's just it's a think about the running backs. Right. Let's think about that position. If, you know, you, you add all these games and you're just. And, you know, running backs in, in, in college can average, you know, 30, 35 carries a game, 40 carries a game. And you just keep adding and and, and putting that on, on those those guys bodies and all that for for what, though? Yeah, you know. it's a
4: lot of wear and tear. Think about Mike Leach of Mississippi State, where he's like, we could just get a 64-team playoff going here. That, that's ridiculous. <laughs> like, what? what? <laughs>
3: come on, man. Well, the whole season should just be a playoff then.
4: <laughs> that's like, you get four games, then we're on to the playoffs, you know? That would be the only way it would really work. You can't have – I mean, come on. Uh, but, yeah, I hear what you're saying. It's, uh, I, I think it's pretty interesting where from a group of five perspective – with all this talk about a 12-team playoff format, if you're a group of five teams like Cincinnati, like Coastal Carolina, you're like, we would have made the playoffs. And we're in if we've got 12 teams in there. Now, if we see a lot more movement and the Power 5 schools potentially doing their own thing, like, really, is that where we're going in college football? I have no idea. Imagine if this happened in the NFL, where, say, I don't know, the Dallas Cowboys are like, yeah, we're uh, talking to the AFC East about joining that division <laughs> and just leaving our – we'd be like, what? What is happening over here? it just – we kind of shrug our shoulders with this in college football. It's just so common.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, when you don't have, like, a real true governing body um to – you know, like, the, the NFL would never sanction something like that. You know what I mean? Like there's a governing body there. Yeah. So no, no matter how spectacular you want things to happen, I'm sure Al Davis and, and Jerry Jones came to the table with all kinds of crazy stuff. And the league was like, Yeah, no, we're not doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's no secret that the NFL and the Raiders and Al Davis and even Jerry Jones have been on opposite ends of 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 agreement in the histories of of, of those two franchises. But in the NCAAs, it's just like, yo, look, we want to move conferences. We want to be independent. We want to do this. We want to <laughs> do It's just like, uh, okay. Yeah. Think about NIL, where for decades,
4: the NCAA is banging the table. No, 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 no. And then we get some states passing their own bills led by California, and it creates momentum. And then all of a sudden, the NCAA is like, sure. I guess we have to allow NIL. so. We will do it reluctantly, but
3: and it's wide was, open now.
4: What was the line from A Few Good Men, where I I forget? I like I uh, I strongly disagree. Or there's a, a different word there, but that's kind of what the NCAA I vehemently oppose. It's like okay, great, that really doesn't you can't handle anything. the truth. <laughs> that's right. But more importantly, you mentioned the governing body.
3: There now, is no comes, bigger governing yeah, body.
4: Yeah. Like the NCAA, show,
3: they they don't have the government. They body. don't have a, a hold of what's happening. That's right. But on this show, yeah, there is a guy that we depend on, that we count on, that we trust, that we need to govern us, and that is one Stephen G. DeSager.
2: You guys talk about a few good men, a great great movie.
6: Is that how it works? Objection. Overruled. No, 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 no. No, I strenuously object. Oh.
4: Strenuously. <laughs> you That's what it was. <laughs> That's the NCAA. I strenuously object to NIL, and we're like, cool, it's happening anyway.
2: Uh, well, you first said, oh, well, you strangled your subject. Okay, I'll reconsider. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, there was uh, baseball on FS1 today from Boston. Red Sox led most of the day. Yankees came back for a 4-3 win, ruining a great start from Nathan Evaldi, who came out in the eighth inning at eight strikeouts. Diamondbacks beat the Cubs 7-3. to It's currently Houston leading Texas again, 3-0 in the fifth inning. Yeah, the Reds are ahead of the Cardinals, 2-1 in the top of the fourth. Cards do have bases loaded, two outs for what it's worth. The Rays are winning again, 4-1 at Cleveland. That's against the Indians in the bottom of the fifth inning. And the Braves have a 7-1 lead at Philadelphia in the top of the seventh. You may have heard yesterday, it's the Cleveland Guardians, not the Indians, starting next year. The NFL champion Bucks reported to training camp today. Most teams' veterans report on the twenty seventh. The Olympic U.S. women's soccer team beat New Zealand six to one today. The Americans face Australia next. Australia wound up losing to Sweden four to two today. U.S. men's basketball opens play at the Olympics tomorrow morning against France. Keep in mind, Japan thirteen hours ahead of Eastern Time, so. Noon the next day in Tokyo is like 11 p.m. Eastern time here. France has five NBA players, led by Rudy Gobert, three-time defensive player of the year. France has Nick Batum, Evan Fournier as well. In fact, at the 2019 World Cup of Basketball, USA against France, The French with Rudy Gobert knocked out the Americans with Donovan Mitchell at the time, also of the Jazz. And that was a quarterfinal. France had a late 22-5 run to come back and take the game. The Americans are coached by Greg Popovich now. Milwaukee's Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton joined the U.S. squad after the NBA Finals, as did Devin Booker of Phoenix us beach volleyball going on right now men's volleyball indoors swept france u.s women's basketball that is the three-on-three version when they're opening two games did you guys see this is one of the new sports in the olympics love it half court basketball three on three boy the men's especially is very physical it's very fast it's uh, it's very interesting to watch. Play to 21. Although there is a clock, they're not going to wait for you to get to 21 forever. Uh, that games might just stop short of that. But the U.S. for the women, the three on three roster is. Four WNBA players, including one of the Pac-12's greatest ever, Kelsey Plum. Great outside shot, University of Washington. The men's team did not qualify in three-on-three. USA Softball plays Australia tonight. U.S. won no medals in day one in Tokyo. And in tennis, American Jessica Pagula in Tokyo lost her first-round match. She is the daughter of the Pagulas who own the Buffalo Bills. Back to you.
4: Good stuff, Steve Desager. I'm Brian, though. He is Ephraim Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. I like that with Steve mentioning three-on-three basketball. I like that there's some new school flavor because some of these events, I like the tradition of some of the events, and then others, I'm like, why are we still doing this exactly, you know? It's just so outdated, some of this stuff. Uh, I don't know. I, some people might look at me sideways, but
3: fencing. I mean, really, you know? Have when you that? Ha, did you watch fencing? It's fun. Oh, don't get me wrong. It's exciting. It's a lot of fun. It's fast. It's quick. It's, you know. But
4: does it fit in these modern times? That's my question. Does the discus or shot put
3: yeah. fit in modern yeah. times?
4: That's track and mean, field. That's uh, we can't touch track and field for the most part. Well, you know, I'm that's true. I mean, the discus? <laughs> I mean, listen, we've got frisbee golf, you know, discus,
3: frisbee golf. Uh, I love the Olympics, and you know this. Like I love watching the Olympics. Everything, trampolining, everything. I love the skateboarding is in the Olympics. I'm I'm so happy that the the softball is back. Shout out to the uh, U.S. women's softball team. Um, I I just I'm I'm a fan. I've been I haven't slept much. I've been up. Oh really? Watching everything. Table what? tennis. Oh, so good.
4: Yeah, I I was just, Iowa Sam is with us tonight, technical producer, and he just read my mind. If you put the medals up for grabs, the prestige, all the countries in competition, and then you give me the music on top of it, right? When you've got that, dun, 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 I'm in. I don't care what they're fighting for. I was watching water polo last night. It was great. It was great. Great. Here's my question. How without touching the bottom of the pool. Unbelievable. Can you hoist yourself up? They act like there's a shelf in the water that How do you do that?
3: It's completely like just watching them just watching the athletic feats of these athletes are are just amazing. Like they'll bring their whole body out of the water. <laughs> yeah. Oh and oh by the way, they they don't stop moving, right? They don't... At no time do they stand on anything. And the violence that they play with underneath the water is crazy. It's like literally someone's trying to drown you while you have a ball in your hand. (laughs) It is. It's nuts. I would just be in the treading water circuit. We would just
4: sit there in one spot treading water and, you know, people in my bracket would just be like, that's it for me. I gotta... You know, bow out right now. Sorry, I guess Yugoslavia is going to take this one. You know, uh, that would be it. But to put everything else into water polo on there, it, it's amazing how uh, how in good shape they are. It's uh, Also this, with uh, Team USA basketball, Greg Popovich cut his hair. I just feel like this is important to mention because it was getting out of control. He was going full Billy Wade, Ray Cyrus in the back. Yeah, he, he had to clean that up. This is Team USA. Come on. This is Team USA Basketball. We can't have you on the sidelines when you were with the Spurs rocking the, the mullet back there. You know, it's got to be business-like. Can't be business casual, business-like. So I like the trimming of Greg Popovich's hair. I was very concerned about that with Team USA. And hey, Ben, I just hope they got their stuff together.
3: They do. Are you skeptical? I, I just didn't like what I saw. Uh, I didn't either. And I, I I really didn't. Very disjointed. It didn't seem like they were taking it serious, and maybe they weren't. They but weren't. But if they get into a matchup where, you know, a team is – they overlook a team, that's when, you know, things happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, yeah. And, I think
4: that's actually the best thing that could have happened for the actual Olympics was a couple of tune-ups that they lost so they they can't just show up and yawn their way to wins and expect to out talent everybody
3: like they gotta grind they gotta work for it, and my whole thing is how does the men not how do the men not qualify for the three on three tournament <laughs> that is
4: yeah that's uh it's not exactly our a crew that we sent over there, you know, but it doesn't matter, right I mean. It does, but you still should qualify. you got to qualify. Yeah, yeah, got to qualify. Got to qualify. By the way, here in Vegas, uh, there have been more bets and more money bet on Team Nigeria to win a gold medal than Team USA. And look, we get it. Some people are seduced by a payout, and they're like, oh, I'll take a 25-to-1 or a 30-to-1 long shot on Nigeria to win gold. Here's my betting advice, Ephraim Salam, for you or anybody else that's listening to the show. You can't get seduced by a potential payout. That's sucker betting 101 is, I could win, fill in the blank. It's like, ask yourself, when these Olympics are over, do you truly believe Team Nigeria is winning it all? If the answer is no, you shouldn't be putting any money on them whatsoever. And I get it. They've got NBA guys. But it's like Joshua Kogi. And, like, okay, they've got Chief. They've got Alfarooq Aminu, who's long in the tooth. And you've just got a collection of dudes. It'd be like saying, oh, well, this college football team, they were bowl eligible last year. It's like, okay, big deal. What does that really mean? Almost everybody's bowl eligible. Just because you have NBA guys. Does not mean that Team Nigeria is on the same talent level or anywhere close oh, to no, Team USA? No, because
3: those guys, it may be one starter in the NBA on that Nigerian team, there, and, and the other four guys are backups. Well, everybody on the U.S. team is a starter, you know, who, who you know, uh, outside of some of the replacements like Lavelle, JaVale McGee, who started quite a bit in this league. Um, so the talent level is just more vast, but... As we've seen, having more talent doesn't always make you a better team, not in these world competitions. The teams that have played together the longest tend to have the upper hand. And I think that's what – and and look, we are far superior in in talent. Like no one has a Kevin Durant on their team. Nobody. Like nobody has a Kevin Durant. Nobody has a a, a Michael – I mean a – a Booker. Or yeah, Dame. Booker. Dame. Like, nobody has that. But they do have guys who play within the scheme, who actually learn to play defense together, things like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I get it, yeah. So it's it's going to be interesting. I'm excited. And I'm watch the U.S. come out and blow everybody out by 40, and we're <laughs> this will all be what it is. You know, that's best probably what's going to happen.
4: That's but, what it boils down to too. Yeah. If this is Vegas, if there's let's say it's a significant amount of money, it's a one hundred thousand dollar free roll. So you're not waste you're not wagering any of your own money. It's on the house. They're like, if you're right, you keep the money. If you're wrong, it doesn't cost you a dime. If you have a one hundred thousand dollar free roll, are you putting that money on anybody other than Team
3: USA? Can you is it can you in that free roll, can you take the field? No, you have to pick one specific uh, team. Well, no. Give me the field and I'll, and I'll do that. Can't do the field. Australia then. You go <laughs> <you're>, <laughs> Would you really? You
4: would yeah, go Yeah, go some with, would. I like,
3: go with Patty Mills.
4: Yeah. Australia, what are they? Like plus seven fifty, I believe. They're around seven to one to win this thing. Now I'm going team USA all the way. When it's all said and done, they're gonna win another goal. So
3: game. in the free roll, you wouldn't pick a team?
4: Nope. Team USA.
3: Oh, look at you. So patriotic.
4: I Dun 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 No, that's the wrong theme song. It might be Married What are you yeah. <laughs> I walked by a lot of wedding chapels here in Vegas the other oh, night. Oh, thinking about
3: thinking worked. about uh taking a second shot at it. Is, yeah,
4: I was huh? thinking about you know, like my pickup line was like, Hey you for tax purposes, huh? and then I just kinda of point to the wedding chapel. I think it would be very romantic. So we'll see. Maybe I'll check that off the
3: list here later tonight. Would you ever in. do have you ever seen that show on Lifetime Married at First Sight? I haven't seen it, but I've heard about that. We should sign you up for that. (laughs) I would love to see you on that show. She would hate you.
4: Oh, really? Why? Why? I
3: I, I don't think it's a lot of compromise in you. No. Especially for somebody you don't know. Like you, someone you have to get to know. (laughs) We're going to have to dive
4: into this a little bit more. Yeah. You know?
3: Yeah. Let's do that.
4: Okay. You assessing me, I find this to be very interesting and uh also well, what our beak in an NBA player um an NFL player prop bet. One that I think is due for a cash. I'm Brian he's Z from Salaam. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian he's Z from Salaam here on Fox Sports Radio. Wow, yeah, I was uh not expecting greatness from John Mayer's rendition of All Along the Watchtower. And uh, I was right. I was right. That's uh mm. Kind of tough to live up to Hendrix doing the remake of the great Bob Dylan original. Uh, and uh, I don't know, sometimes you just got to go in a different direction. <laughs> right? okay, now, I want to get your assessment over here. Before I get to, I want to go blind resume test on one NFL quarterback based on what he did last year. And it might show you um, what's the better side to take on a player prop bet. But before we get to that, we were joking around about uh second marriage for me, and I just want your outlook as you <laughs> see it on me uh, meshing with a potential new partner here.
3: Someone you know or married at first sight. Let's do married on first sight because you were talking about that i i would I would love to see the <laughs> dynamic of you having to unpack who you are, uh-huh, discover who she is and meshing that all together. That would be must-see TV for me. How do you think it would go? Um, you know what? There's a chance it might work out for you. Okay. Um, but there is also a chance that it could crash and burn. I think it's a eight-week experiment where you get married, you meet your wife at the altar, first time you see her or know wow. anything about her, based yeah. on what the experts uh, feel you need to have a successful relationship. And
4: it would be interesting for sure. You don't see a whole lot of bend with me. Is that what you're telling me?
3: Yeah, I do not. (laughs) What would the, well, I don't even know if she's still the lovely Christine, but what would Christine think? Would she say there's bend? Uh, who
4: knows? You know, uh, Christina, it'd be interesting. Her assessment. She, you know what? She would say a lot of positive things for sure. And you know, I'm not perfect, so she could point numerous things out. Where, yeah, I can be hard to deal with at times. So we uh, all
3: can be. We know we're yeah, all human. You know, yeah,
4: yeah, no doubt about that. All right, well, sign me up for that. All right, can you do that? Can you sign up a friend and I, I'll I'll see if I
3: can make it happen.
4: Is it sort of like an apartment referral? Where you you get one of your buddies to sign up for an apartment, you get like 250 bucks. If you sign me up, do you get a kickback on that?
3: No, 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 no. I'm already in a relationship, so it'll just be me trying to make your world a little better. Well, that's good. I appreciate you looking out for me, big man. That's what I I do.
4: That's right. It's the left tackle in you, Yeah. you know? Protect the blind side. Okay, so I want to give you a blind resume. I love this when it's the NCAA tournament time. And before the field is selected, they'll go with the blind resume. So there's no biases. You're just looking at their resume without knowing who it applies to. So I'll throw out a couple of quarterback numbers. This was a mystery quarterback stat line last year. You tell me if it's good or not, big man. 4,265 yards passing. 35 touchdown passes. 13 interceptions. Passer rating is 105. Do you like those numbers? Yeah, it's good numbers. Really solid numbers. Yeah. That was good enough for 8th most passing yards, 8th in passer rating, and 6th in touchdown passes. That would apply to one Kirk Cousins. That's what he did last year. I'd like to see him cut down on those interceptions. 13 is a lot, but that was one more interception than Tom Brady last year. And Brady was awesome. So... Really good season for Kirk Cousins and a player prop bet that has been posted for the season. Kirk Cousins passing touchdowns 28 and a half. I love the over, big man. He had 35 last year. You get an extra game this year. Definitely the over. Yeah, Justin Jefferson was awesome last season. Adam Thielen still doing his thing. I love the over on this one. Yeah, you got to take the over. Should I run to the betting window and put some money down on your behalf?
3: Yeah. Sprint. You like that?
4: I can do that. I can do that. You know what's funny about Kirk Cousins? Obviously, there are some holes in his game. There's no doubt. But he's the anti-Ryan Fitzpatrick. We just look at what Ryan Fitzpatrick does well, and we just look at what Kirk Cousins does poorly. There are many franchises who would kill for the production that Kirk Cousins put up last year.
3: Oh, That's the reality. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, it's been like that for a while with him.
4: It is. It definitely has been. All right. Plenty to come. Coming up next, there's a lot of tough talk around here, but not a lot of follow-through. We will explain.
0: An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply.
1: Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager, Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 GAMBLER. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a
5: plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget remember if you or a loved one has a gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for
6: free confidential services cnn underscores guide to sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever
4: starring Ed Norton. Have you seen that one? Yes, I have. There's a line from the movie without getting into the heavy stuff at all. But Ed Norton says, you know, there's a lot of tough talk around here, but not a lot of follow through. And I would borrow that and apply it to the NFL where the NFL is saying, hey, if there are unvaccinated players and there's a outbreak of COVID-19, well, you guys might have to forfeit. And if you forfeit, then you don't get paid. How about that? Like, Here's the deal. I don't see any games being forfeited this year because one, we got all the games played last year and there wasn't anybody vaccinated. Now we've got teams that are many of them over the 85% threshold. That gives you a much better chance of getting through the season without seeing forfeitures. The other thing is, look at what the NFL did last year, moving these games all around. You had the Ravens and Steelers playing on a Wednesday. I I just don't see the NFL. They'd be negotiating against themselves. They would be leaving some money on the table. And we all know the NFL doesn't roll like that. They are not in the business of... Of leaving cash money on the table, and that's what they would be doing should any games be forfeited.
3: I'll tell you like this. I don't think the NFL enjoyed what it had to do last year. Yep, they got all the games done, but having games on Tuesdays, having games, two games on Monday, having games on a Wednesday, I think it pushed them to their limits. And if they can limit having to do that logistically, yes, yes. I think they'll be okay because, in essence, it costs an obscene amount of money Mm -hmm. to move games, postpone games, and replay games. I totally agree with you. And the the benefit of having fans, it wasn't there, so you don't recoup the money, right? You're just moving the empty the game at an empty stadium to a different day logistically, which costs you. And so remember, there weren't crowds at the major during the majority of the season uh in the NFL. So it wasn't like, okay, we're still gonna make our money on the gate, the concessions and all of these things. It was we have to keep postponing these games and moving and pushing and the logistics, the travel, the network, the TVs, all of those things, I, I think the NFL ran itself pretty thin last year. Yeah. And they're 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 their stance is we're not going to put ourselves through that anymore. So this is what we want to do. A forfeited game, they're okay with that opposed to, you know, moving the game. Remember, that game was supposed to be Monday. Then it was supposed to be Tuesday. Then it was supposed to be Wednesday. And it just it messed up the next week because the guys couldn't play that next Sunday. And I don't think they want to do that at all. And I think postponing a game – or not even postponing, excuse me, forfeiting a game just keeps him moving right, right along uh, on, on schedule.
4: Well, I mostly agree with you where certainly the NFL doesn't want any of those headaches. They want the game that's scheduled on Sunday to be played mm-hmm. on Sunday, and if getting vaccinated gives yourself a better chance of that happening, that's exactly what the league wants. We can all understand that. But – even though it's a royal pain to move games around and do all this juggling, and you're still making that money at the end of the day. And that's what the NFL is in the business of doing. So even though they don't want to do that for obvious reasons, I think if push comes to shove, they still will do that. Now, we'll see. We'll, time will tell if that's
3: the case. Now, what you got to remember, they put a caveat in that now. They said if the game can't be— That's right. Because they're going to try to move it, right? And but they won't add a week. They will not. They will say we're not going to add a nineteenth week to the season. Mm-hmm. If we cannot reschedule the game, it will be a forfeit and a loss of wages and a, a subsequent fine to the team that has the outbreak uh, amongst their players.
4: Yeah, and think about just to add one other example of last year how hairy it was to move all these games and play on a Wednesday and. Uh, you remember the uh, the Denver Broncos? We talked about it on this show. How many passing yards
3: oh <laughs> the undrafted
4: God. wide receiver would have as he played quarterback? Like it was obnoxious. See,
3: but that that's the that set the precedent for the stance they're taking. Right? They were like, "Look, we're not you. Your guys broke protocol, so we're not going to reward you with postponing the game. You broke protocol, so." You, you got to play with whatever quarterback you can roll out there. Mm -hmm. And that kind of – and everybody was like, wow, that's kind of mean. Why were they moving all these other games around? I think that that time they had 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 enough. I'm like, look, if guys don't want to follow protocol, if guys don't want to do what we mandate for them, then why are we breaking our back to acquiesce to them? Yeah. That's the only thing. It was
4: inconsistent. Yeah. Where if you look at the Ravens, the Ravens had this COVID outbreak, and yet they still played their game days later on a Wednesday – Meanwhile, Denver, it's like, hey, those Denver quarterbacks—they didn't follow protocol, so yeah, have your wide receiver from Wake Forest. So, <laughs> like, so now live his
3: glory days. So now the new protocol is, hey, if you don't, if you have guys who don't want to get vaccinated, it's fine. They must wear their mask at all times at the facility. They have restrictions on the road, going out, and so on and so forth, and. If there is an outbreak uh, because of a an, an, uh, vaccinated player that causes the game not to be played, then there is a penalty that if, that can possibly be levied uh, along with a um, a forfeiture if you if we can't reschedule the game. And trust me, they're not gonna break their backs to try to reschedule these games. They're gonna say, "Hey, can we do it on it?" Nope. Okay. Well, sorry, can't reschedule it.
4: I don't know, man. I see more bending. This, this to me, reminds me of a parent that threatens punishment but doesn't follow through on a punishment. You know, like, if you're driving somewhere, and if you kids don't settle down, you know, I'm taking away screen time, and the kids know, like, she's bluffing. She doesn't really mean that. That's the NFL to me. If we set the over-under at .5, right, just one single forfeiture this year, I'm taking the under. I don't see one forfeiture at all, because I think when push comes to shove, the NFL will say, man, we've got these mammoth TV media rights deals. It's better for us to have this game played on a Tuesday or whatever. Get all those ads. Get the gate. We're still going to have a lot more fans at the games here. We're costing ourselves that money. They're going to play these games. They're I, not going to say, ah, we tried to play it on a Tuesday. didn't
3: work, and that's all we I, did. I, I think um, setting the precedent for – uh, the NFL is could be seen as an important thing. We we know they like to set precedents and 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 let people, you know, let the team the the, the and the players know. Look, these are, this is what we're trying to do, and they uh, obviously are all in favor of vaccines vaccinations, uh, and they want their guys to, you know. And you know, follow the science, right? Mm-hmm. And I and I spoke about this on CNN uh, uh, yesterday. Look at you. Oh, I'm all over the place, bro I'm the voice of the people. Um, but I I was saying, like, you know, the people who are coming out as anti-vax, some of these players and all of that, have been vaccinated before, right? Like the majority of people in this country, right, 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 been right, vaccinated yeah. in other ways. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a reason why there's no. Polo, polio outbreaks, or measles, or chicken pox or any of those things.
4: And you know what that tells you? It tells you two things. There's a lot of misinformation. Yes, about the vaccine. That's one. And two. I don't know what it is. If you tell someone to do something, oh my god, they want, even if it's for their best, they, they, it's
3: for their own good. Freedom. They're just like you won't tell my me what freedom. to do. Freedom. <laughs> That's right. you That's want all it is. Your man. freedom. Wait a minute. Do like to me? It's so funny how. Because things are starting to get back to normal or as, as normal as they can be coming off a pandemic. But people completely forgot what the world, not just this country, but what the world went through last year. It turned off. Yeah. The whole world turned off at one time. And, and, and people were like, oh, my God, they got to get a hold of this. They got to we need vaccines and then the vaccines come out and because it was politicized then it happened just what just like the election did it got politicized so now you had to be on this side you had to be on that side right and the, the crazy thing to me and, and and just doing research and and talking to people and, and things like that uh, a lot of people a lot of you know pro Trump people were found on the anti-vax side and which was crazy to me because Donald Trump got vaccinated. vaccinated. Yeah. He got vaccinated. Yeah. The the talking heads on, on Fox News, they all were vaccinated. <laughs> that's, right? So that's right. Uh, you, you want to talk? You, so I'm like, yo, this is crazy that people <laughs> would go so far that they're just like, you know, where's our our American freedoms? You can't make me to and I'm just like the people you're actually listening to were first in line to get vaccinated. Donald Trump got vaccinated in like December. Yeah, it's an interesting twist. Right, right? Like, like that, that's, that. Cr- that's that's weird to me. I'm like, so now because getting vaccinated has been politicized, people are not even looking at the actual uh, we don't trust the science. But you trust science and everything else? Yeah. Well, I just look at it like this. Uh and, and I'll shift it
4: because I want to I throw a scenario out at you. But uh, I, you just don't be a prisoner of your affiliation. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Think for yourself. Even Ugh. if you go against like the common thought of, I don't care if you lean left, lean right, whatever. You think as an individual.
3: Just lean you, right? Don't lean, lean left yes. or right. Lean you.
4: Yes. That's right. Now, how about this? So a couple of O-line coaches, they're out of jobs. Yep. Former Vikings offensive line
3: coach Rick Dennison,
4: 27 he years was, he in was the
3: my, NFL. He was my O-line coach in, in Denver and offensive coordinator in Houston. Wow. I yeah. know Rico. I, I love Rico. And he
4: refused to get vaccinated, so he's out of a gig. Also, Patriots offensive line coach Cole Popovich, same thing, refused to get vaccinated. He's out of a job. And so what it tells me, big man – You've got a couple of coaches unwilling to get vaccinated and therefore willing to be unemployed. Mm -hmm. So that's a firm stance.
3: That's a serious stance.
4: And I think when it comes to some of these players, Cole Beasley has been very vocal. DeAndre Hopkins, Cardinals wide receiver, he has said, maybe I'll retire if I'm forced to get vaccinated. So some of these players that are talking the talk, they also are going to be walking the unvaccinated walk, and they're not going to get vaccinated. Now, here's the scenario. The NFL is saying, hey, if there's an outbreak, if there are unvaccinated players, there might be a forfeiture. The, The real spin on this is, here's the kicker. The other team wouldn't get game checks either. So put yourself back on an NFL field, big man, you play for a team, you guys have met the vaccination threshold, you're ready to roll. The other team hasn't met that threshold. There's an outbreak, and you, Ephraim, and your teammates don't get paid because of what they did on the other sideline.
3: How would you react to that? No, we got. they got to amend that. <laughs> I would go crazy. They have to amend that. Are we sure that's what that means? That's yeah, exactly what they're saying oh no 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 no. what they should do is find the other team and make that team pay the team <laughs> the other team's salary for the week that's how yeah. you that's how you stop all of that.
4: How do you not get paid when you took care of your business and you're ready to roll?
3: No, that's good. I changed that part, I don't like that part now i'll I get either. I get the all of the other stuff but penalizing the team that didn't do anything wrong? Right. No, can't no, do that. Oh, no, that's not going to But that that just goes to show you their stance on how serious they're taking this vaccination thing. They don't want the team the, the league to be shut down. They don't want something catastrophic to happen uh after fighting through 2020 when there was no vaccine or protection available. Like why would you go backwards as an right. a, as a business? You know what I mean? Like we're we survived last year, but let's go backwards and try to survive it again when you don't have to.
4: Right, and, and that's the thing. Last thing I'll mention on it, like whatever your personal view on the vaccine is, you can at least see it solely from a business perspective. Yes. Why the NFL would be like, yes, Vaccine. Thumbs up salute because it gives them the best business opportunity to conduct conduct business as usual.
3: Yeah, and if they conduct business, you get to conduct business. Yeah, that's right. Hey, Discover
4: matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. All right, coming up next. Man, you talk about a coach that is an idealist and not a realist. I love the views. We will share it with you right around the corner. I'm Brian Noh. He's from Salam.
0: This is Fox Sports Radio. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m. Wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Much better. 2 p.m. Grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.
1: Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long.
4: I'm Brian No, He's e from Salaam here on Fox Sports Radio. So Ryan Day, Ohio State head coach, big man, he said something at Big Ten Media Days this week that definitely caught my attention. He was talking about spreading the wealth, if you will. Now, I'll read a, a portion of his quote here. He said, I do think we need to consider down the road Somewhere along the line, maybe it's a year from now, figuring out how we spread some of that money out. Of course, he's talking about NIL, right? Players making cash off of their name, image, and likeness. So he goes on and says, certainly the quarterback at Ohio State is going to have unbelievable opportunities. The wide receiver, the running back, there's going to be certain positions. However, how do we find ways to make sure we disseminate that throughout the team? Because there's a lot of guys out there who are also playing football, guys who are blocking for the quarterback, guys who are covering the wide receivers. So you would like to see those guys get some cash as well. Like, I understand the thought process. But can you see this being the way it goes down, where you just throw this sponsorship money into a big pool and then everybody gets a cut? It's a nice idea. I just don't see that being the reality at all.
3: That's not going to happen at all. No, no. these sponsors aren't signing up for the whole team. They sign up for specific guys that they know they can market and it's going to pay off in the long run in college and when they make it to the next level. Right? Um, Which is a shame because those other people make it too. But hopefully this opens the door for them to – you know, maximize or get a little bit right now. Everybody's not gonna get a six-figure deal, seven-figure deal, or something like that. But there's you know local businesses that would you know sponsor the entire offensive line, you know, a wall of protection, you know, it, it, you know, alarm system company. I mean, it's it just open, it's wide open for you know things to happen for these kids. I'm I'm happy for 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 the young athletes. Mm -hmm. Um, because the amount of money made off these kids' backs are just... No doubt. It's crazy, man. It is ridiculous.
4: That's the least that they can do is allow players to make a buck off of their name image likeness. I, I always use the example is, look, if I'm in a famous band, you know, and we're selling out arenas, and we don't make a buck off of that, that's basically... College athletics. That's you are exactly, not getting yeah. paid. So the least but they, but they, they can allow me to
3: do is sell some T-shirts. Right. They, right. They, like they they brought you to the, the to the arena and they fed you.
4: That's right. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 They they gave you. Yeah. They had a dressing there. room stocked yeah, and, and it, that was nice.
3: And they, and they fed you. That's right. Yeah. There were some perks. Yeah. The seventeen dollars they spent on setting up your your. <laughs> <laughs> your, your lunch uh you know uh-huh. not it, it didn't account for the 22 million they made uh, you know over the season
4: yeah and we had room and board right we had like right. a like a height of bed or something yeah, they,
3: they put you in futons
4: yeah that's right so that was nice but yeah we didn't make any cash whatsoever with this sold out arena huge money uh, so yeah the least you can do is allow someone to make a buck Off of NIL. So, yeah, this was long overdue. But I find this interesting what Ryan Day from Ohio State is saying. We know this is not going to be the situation right now. It might not ever be where, let's say, Bryce Young, the quarterback at Alabama, Nick Saban was saying this week, he's going to have huge opportunities. He might make around a million dollars.
3: He might not even be starting. Oh, he'll be starting. I'm just saying, right? Like, he's signing the deal before he gets denied to start. That just shows you how lucrative
4: it can be. Yeah. And I don't see a scenario where just out of the goodness and generosity of his heart that a, a quarterback or a, a player that's making big time money just, just puts it in the community pool. No. And it's like, here's my million dollars. Let's split it 85 ways. Like,
3: es- escalates for everybody.
4: Yeah, it's not going to happen that way. And, and think about this in the NFL. We saw this with the Seattle Seahawks. Remember when some of Russell Wilson's teammates early in Russ's career, they're looking at him sideways like, man, what's this guy with all these sponsorship opportunities? And that was a thing that was tied to this, I don't know, little uh, schism in the locker room, if you will. Uh, So I wonder how these young kids in college football will handle it if one player is getting huge sponsorship opportunities while the others aren't. It's going to be case by case. Some guys are going to be like, hey, more power to him. He's getting his well, his cash over here. We, others won't handle it as we, maturely. You
3: just look at it like this. Everybody's jersey isn't sold at the bookstore. That's right. Right? So everybody's jersey isn't sold at the bookstore. I'm sure those guys want their jerseys out there for fans to buy. But the, the bottom line is it, it, it doesn't happen. Right, the university picks and chooses who they want to promote and who they want to cash in on and, and benefit from. Right, it's not going to be a lot of stuff out there for some of the less sexy positions, namely offensive line, right? Kickers, punters. Yeah, it, it just it is what it is. It totally is,
4: but man, that reality is more vivid now.
3: Yeah, it you is. know, it is. Where
4: it's like Johnny Manziel. Tim Tebow, they weren't making money off of their jerseys being sold and flying off the shelves in the bookstore. They weren't making a dime. Now players like that are, (laughs) right? So you're totally right, and it's true, but it's a different reality when all of a sudden the jersey in the bookstore is now Bryce Young with a million
3: dollars. I know. That's crazy. Look, what if our likeness was – sold at the Fox store. Right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The people on our show, you know who I think would would have the biggest deal out of yeah. everyone? I, I mean, I this ne- is a guy, if you put his face on a shirt, a mug, <laughs> a a lunchbox, all of <laughs> a America, backpack. a backpack, all of America would be walking around with his face on it. Cause he's marketable. <laughs> and that's one Stephen
2: M. The same. I find 15. that very hard to believe, but thank you. And we are on no-hitter alert tonight for the Angels game at Minnesota. And it's a guy who's an Orange County native pitching for the Halos tonight. Patrick Sandoval, Mission Viejo High School, has a no-hitter through eight. And the Angels are leading at Minnesota 2-0 in the top of the ninth. Two outs right now for the Angels hitters. Twelve strikeouts for Sandoval so far. He has walked one. He's hit one batter. And one got aboard on air. But a no hit bid with 100 pitches thrown through eight has continued we will alert you later when we get to the bottom of the ninth inning. Meanwhile, an oddity at Houston. Now, the the Strohs are hosting a Texas team that's lost 10 in a row and literally barely had a lead in the last two weeks in any of these games. The Astros are leading 3-0 over Texas, top of the seventh, and the Houston pitcher was throwing a no-hitter, but Framber Valdez had walked six in his six no-hit innings and thrown 99 pitches, so they've gone to the pen and still no hits in the seventh off the reliever. It is Astros 3-0, top of the seventh. The Rays are winning again, 5-2 at Cleveland in the top of the eighth. The good news for the Rays that Boston lost at home today on FS1. Yankees 4-3 the final with four runs in the top of the eighth. Going into today, the Red Sox, alone and first in the AL East, were one game ahead of Tampa Bay. Arizona beat the Cubs 7-3. Baltimore 5-3 over Washington. Max Scherzer was scratched from tonight's start with triceps inflammation. Ooh. The winning pitcher for the Orioles was Matt hart Harvey. He's still in the league. Six scoreless innings tonight, and he'd entered with a four and ten record, ERA over seven. Miami edged the Padres three two. Fernando Tatis Jr. with his thirtieth home run of the season. Marlins lefty pitcher Trevor Rogers with an ERA under two and a half this year. Rogers was placed on the injured list with a bad back. As for us. Efforts at the Olympics, the women's beach volleyball duo swept China. That's April Ross, Alex Kleinman getting the victory. Indoors, U.S. men's volleyball swept France. The American men will play the Russians tomorrow night. USA softball plays Australia tonight. Australia lost yesterday 7-1 to Canada, while the U.S. won again last night, 2-0 over Mexico. U.S. softball 3-0 with three shutouts so far. U.S. women's 3-on-3 basketball won its opening two games, including an upset at France. France. And indoors tomorrow morning, U.S. men's basketball opens its Olympic play against France. And at the Olympics this morning, our time, U.S. women's soccer beat New Zealand 6-1. to one. We were talking about the Olympics last hour, guys. You're aware, perhaps, that when you host the Olympics, you get to enter every sport, whether you're good at it or not. So, That's nice. Last night, right last night, U.S. women's water polo, which is very good. Was playing Japan. And it was 3-3 in the first quarter. And then. Final score
3: (laughs) 25-4. USA. They hit the gas on them. I was like, oh my goodness.
2: 25-4 in water polo. I looked it up. The the Americans had 40 shots. 25 of them went in. And that's just the first game for Japan in women's water polo. We're going to have a few more to go.
3: Yeah, they, they were overmatched right there.
2: <laughs> I wonder what other sports we'll discover will have similar results for the host country. Anyway, back to you. You know, it was
4: funny. I was, um, I, I finished a, a shift. I'm in Vegas. I did a couple of fill-in shifts for VEASAN, which is the Sports uh, Gambling Network. Oh, that a has, has the fun.
2: studio and the lobby of that casino? Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah, that's right. Yeah, two of them. There's one in South Point and there's one in Circa. And uh, Derek Stevens, who owns the Circa, we, we were, like, he was on the show that I filled in for, so afterward, we are hanging out at the bar, and, and one of the guys in the group, he turns, the water polo match is going on, and he turns, he's like, are there three periods, quarters, or four? And I looked at him like, I, uh, don't ask me, I have there, no idea, if we'll there, find out.
2: I got the hint, if they're called quarters, there are four.
4: Yeah, well, that would be true. Yeah. I think we should do that. Should we do like a, uh, a rules version of some of these events? Like, Oh, hey, there's how plenty many of material.
2: Absolutely, there's yeah. great material there, right? C- could
4: you put something together, just a pop quiz for us, Steve? How do you feel? Right. How do you feel about your knowledge
3: of some of these events here, Ephraim?
2: Well, I learned more about three-on-three basketball. We could all learn See? a little more here. I,
3: I love three. I know uh, everything. I used to play three-on-three basketball. They do like, check
2: hoop- the ball at the top, hoop- you know.
3: Yeah, hoop it up. Uh, it has a huge three-on-three tournament. But three-on-three is big all over the world, especially in France.
2: You know, after you get the rebound, we used to just have to t- like, take it back to the three-point line. You got to clear it. You, gotta clear you, it. Gotta you clear got to clear yeah. it to the three-point line. Yep. Which, by yep. the way, in this sport, it's not a three-point line. Because it's a two-point line. That's right. It's one for the inside the arc and two outside the arc. Well, see, I just there's there's a question right there. Okay. See, we'll quiz. get on hot
1: shot. <laughs>
4: oh man, it, it's going to be interesting. We'll do that next hour. The Olympics pop quiz. How well do you know the rules of some of these events? What do you know about equestrian? huh? If Steve hits us with a question about equestrian, I'm going to the lifeline, which is you, big man. I know nothing about it.
2: Just jump over the thing. you know what it is. You can't say you know nothing.
4: Well, that's true. But in terms of the specifics of the rules outside of, like I know diving. Like don't splash. That's all I know. Equestrian, jump over the thing. You know what? Judo.
3: Have you watched judo?
4: I, that's I've watched very, a, that's
3: very interesting.
4: Yeah. I was watching a little Taekwondo, I think. I was, so that's good too. Okay. Good stuff. I'm looking forward to the pop quiz. We might crash and burn. I'm just looking for a passing grade, big man. You know, public school. Let's get to 60%. <laughs> it's passing grade. I'm Brian Nohizi from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. How about this also? I want to get your take on it. Michael Thomas, Saints wide receiver. What are we looking at here? Is this a Scottie Pippen situation, meaning this? So Michael Thomas, the Stud Saints receiver, he had ankle surgery in June, and he's expected to miss some games at the beginning of the season. Might be the first five games, maybe more.
2: How is this
4: happening in June? Now, the Scottie Pippen tie-in would be, if we go back to the last dance, they were talking about the Bulls where... Scotty was unhappy with his contract situation. In his own words, he was like, I wasn't going to have surgery and F up my summer (laughs) rehabbing the injury. So he had the surgery later and then rehabbed during the season. I don't know at all if this is what we're looking at with Michael Thomas. Could it just been a setback? But I have no idea why a guy who had ankle injuries galore last year His first touchdown catch was in the playoff game against Tampa. How is he just having ankle surgery in June, and he's going to miss the first quarter of the season, maybe more? That's crazy.
3: Yeah, that that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I mean, he already had a rough season last year. It was, you know, he went from the go-to number one receiver in the league to I think he would have had 400 yards or something like that. I I, I don't know. It, It just was disappointing and now to start this year off with more disappointment, and I don't know if it's an injury that occurred when he was training, maybe this this summer or or this off season, or is this something that he could have taken care of at the beginning of 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 the off season? Right. You know, I. I I don't know. Well, Steve's let's got ask, something let's, for yeah, us. Let's ask Steve. I was
2: reading this afternoon, for for whatever it's worth, NewOrleansFootball.com dot com was saying the story that initially they were supposed to spend about a month or so trying to just heal it, and then go back to the mm-hmm. specialist and see whether you need surgery. And he never returned to the specialist. Oh, so thanks a lot for your assistance. Uh, no hitter update. It's gone. One out in the ninth. Double and for the And you twins. know why it's
3: gone, right? You do know Steve why it's gone. Steve doesn't believe in that. No, no, I, no, whether don't he blame believe, Steve for this. Whether he believes it or not. Whether, hey, Steve's right. Steve's right to not believe in this. Whether he believes in it or not. That's what happened. There's no no-hitter jinx. It there doesn't not. exist. It, well, it, it exists in the dugout, absolutely. Well, it, it, it existed right now. But so. the
2: pitcher can't hear us talking <laughs> Well, right we now. don't That's know right. that. Or, we
3: don't know that. We're broadcast all over the world, okay? <laughs> we could be on in the dugout right now. I
2: don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. So he's coming out with two outs in the ninth. Apparently, the yeah he is. So oh, it was a so, up through one eight, uh, one out ghosty. bottom of the yeah. night. Well, always when people bring this up, the only thing I need to say is the guy who called mo- more no hitters than anyone, Vince Gully always pointed out that it See? was a no-hitter and used that phrase. Liberally. I love that you
4: are not buckling on this one, no, Steve. Not. Well, it's I the love it. That's why I'm just yes. standing on the truth. Yeah, because there are people like, shh, shh don't, don't mention it. And you're well, like, it's this ironic. is the news. Yes, Sorry, I'm going to report the news.
2: You're correct, and it's ironic this is an Angels game going on because the guy who for years was their TV announcer, fortunately until this year, Literally never used to say no hitter on the air, and he's calling the game. It's like do your job, for crying out loud.
4: <laughs> it's my favorite strong stance from Steve DeSager, big man. It's, it's tremendous. I love that. The, the, too many people are just like, okay, fine, <laughs> I'll buckle. Are, do you like me better now? I like people with some backbone. Like If you've got a problem, that's your problem because this is business as usual for me. It's great by Steve. Don't change. Beautiful. <laughs> Don't change. <laughs> That's right. All right, coming up next, I've got three NFL prop bets for you with players. And I think all three of them are very hard to predict. So we'll throw out a couple of predictions. We'll compare notes. That's on the way. I'm Brian he from Salaam. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian he from Salaam here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, I've got three NFL player prop bets that I find pretty interesting. I think they're tough bets to figure out which way you would go. Not necessarily betting on them, but just trying to have the correct prediction here, big man. So we'll go in order. Let's start with Tua, Tua, Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungavailoa. How about the passing yardage total this season? 39.50 and a half. Do you see Tua in year two, and let's remember, they drafted Jalen Waddell, speedster out of Bama. They picked up Will Fuller, speedster, formerly with the Houston Texans. Shout out Notre Dame Fighting Irish as well. He's going to miss the first game because of PEDs, but a lot of speed around Tua. If he's upright, do you see him getting over 39.50 and a half in the passing yardage total?
3: no under i'll take down. under why are you taking the under on that i just don't i mean you had pay that's four thousand yards yeah no 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 I,
4: I think that's a tough one man i real. i could see it going either way
3: i mean this I'm is your, like this you, your team and this is know, your guy yeah. so
4: i would lean more where you are and it's the injury issues too like is Tua going to be durable? That's another question that we, we have to find out as time goes on. But uh, it's certainly possible that he gets there. Are, so are He's got you 17 games now. Are you taking it? I would stay away. Like, almost all three of these, I would stay away from actually okay. betting
3: on. I thought we had a little candy bar action going. All right.
4: Yeah, no, not on that one. I would stay away from that one. Now, how about this one? Let's go with the running back. The highest rushing yardage total is for Titans running back Derrick Henry. The line is 15-25-and-a-half. Now, why I think this is difficult, big man, a couple of reasons. Look at the amount of touches the last two years for Derrick Henry. A lot of wear and tear here. Mm -hmm. And I realize he's a battering ram. But we talk about there are only so many jumps in those legs of a basketball player. There's only so much battering for a battering running back. You know, you can only take so much punishment. Derrick Henry had 397 touches last year. The previous year, 321. And then also think about this too. Derrick Henry broke out in a big way over 2,000 yards rushing last year. But the previous season, he was at 1540, which is very close to where this rushing prop bet is. Now you do get that 17th game, but for the total, fifteen twenty five and a half. Do you see Derrick Henry not falling off completely, but taking a little bit of a step back and being under that total?
3: No, I go over. I I, I take go the over. over. Yeah, I take yeah. the over. Um, because he you know, he's big, he's huge. Yeah so when we talk about wear and tear for normal running backs, it doesn't apply to him. Um like, you don't see Derrick Henry taking a lot of punishment, do you? You're always seeing him dish it out. Right. Like, so he doesn't allow tacklers to get to his body. Yeah. He has I, he has one of the most ferocious stiff arms or clubs yeah. I've ever seen on a running back. His arms are so long, he can get to defenders prior to them getting to his body, which, you know, keeps him away from those hits and you know he I, I just I don't see him slowing down yet uh-huh. um, and you know the second half is when he does all his damage right so it, it's just I think he has the formula to to have another great year uh, at the running back position so I'm going with the over
4: you're taking the over on that one yeah, yeah. I, I just, and I know he's not built the same way, but remember DeMarco Murray where he had a couple of years. Well, that where was he, his
3: fault because he changed systems and he went to a yeah. system where they didn't even run the ball the way he could run I, the ball. Yeah,
4: he went to Philly. And if he, he stays in Dallas,
3: he probably leads with that offensive line, he probably leads the league in rushing again. That's I just don't a no.
4: Yeah, because he had those two outstanding oh, years. He, I mean, and, he was
3: prime, he was perfect for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, A way they wanted to run the ball, the offensive line, right? Like that—that was the beginning of them investing in that offensive line and making sure they had road graders up front. And he wanted—he chased the money, and he went to a a a lateral running system, which he is not. It was not a lateral running back. And we—you look at look at what happened to Le'Veon Bell, right? When you change systems, you're chasing something that may not be there. Yeah. And you find yourself in a situation. I did it myself. When I left Denver, a zone blocking team, I went to Jacksonville, which was a power team. I was 280 pounds. You mean you want me to pull and what? (laughs) It's a totally different deal. Yeah. I'm double teaming down. I'm like, yo, I can't can't move this dude. I also think, though, if we look at
4: other battering ram type running backs in the history of the NFL, whoever you want to talk about, uh, Earl Campbell. Jamal Anderson. uh, Jamal Anderson. uh, Christian Okoye, Jim Brown back in the day, very physical running backs. And I look at it like this, where the early days, they're dishing it out more than they're taking it, but don't be misled that they are taking it as well, right? Mm -hmm. Like when they're getting tackled, they're not running for touchdowns every time. When they're getting tackled, just that constant wear and tear that getting hit oftentimes by bigger men like in the trenches. That just accumulates. So those those touches, they add up, man. And I don't to your point, I don't know that he takes a significant step back this year. But that we thing know is it's coming. coming we know moment.
3: we know it's coming. That's yeah. that's inevitable. Yeah. Um but I think his size and his ability to not take those hits on like that. I yeah I mean he's a tremendous running back man. And uh I mean, he's huge. This guy's huge. He is. He's enormous. How about one more here? Yep. Odell Beckham Jr.,
4: Browns receiver coming back from a major injury, torn ACL. Touchdown catches. The line is set at six. And there's actually juice, it's minus 140 on the under. So Vegas is telling you it's more likely that he's under that total. What do you foresee with OBJ? I would lean on the under as well. I'm it's going not to just the OBJ. Under. Yeah, major injury. It's not like he's meshed with Baker. Right, right, and it's just
3: too much talent. The majority of the guy, the people who are going to get the, the touchdowns are the running backs and the tight yeah. ends. Yeah. Uh, that's just the way that system is set up. So he may get a long one here and there. And, and, and you know, Landry's a better short yardage type of guy, red zone type of guy anyway. So I would lean towards the under there. Yeah, I would too. It is.
4: It's a spread the wealth type offense. You're not going to see, I, I think, gaudy numbers for any specific receiver. I, I want to see OBJ go somewhere else, right? I want to see nice. vintage OBJ. All right, coming up next. Man, you talk about being in an unfavorable position. That might be the reality very soon.
0: An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply.
1: Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long.
4: You know, big man, our Olympic knowledge will be put to the test with an Olympic pop quiz. The great Steve DeSager has been working feverishly. There's even more smoke coming from the keyboard than normal of his computer over there. We will have at the bottom of the hour, roughly a half hour from now after Steve's update, five questions About five different Olympic events. How well do you know the rules in those respective sports? We'll find out. I'm excited for this. I'm beyond excited. I love it. Steve, I think we have to join forces and be teammates on this one, right? We're not going to do buzzers. I would love to be your teammate. Let's do that. We'll be teammates. I'd love to be your teammate. I don't know how much help I'll be. If he's like, okay, the steeple chase, none. I might be like, eh, you might want to take this one, big man. But I'm looking forward to this nevertheless. Now, we dive back into the waters of Rodgers, right? Aaron Rodgers, there are rumors. The rumor mill is a churning over here where a lot of Vegas sportsbooks, they have taken the Packers' odds off the board to win the NFC North, Because there's speculation that he could retire. He could at least not show up for the Packers this year. This could just be a bluff. It might be smoke without fire. But nevertheless, some of the wise guys are scared off by this. And to protect their books, they've taken it off the board. Now, let's walk down this road just for a second. It's possible Aaron Rodgers doesn't suit up again as a member of the Green Bay Packers. You think about the position that Jordan Love would be in, big man. Think about this. Where the Cheeseheads, they're used to MVPs, great quarterback play. You go from Favre and his three MVPs to Aaron Rodgers and his three MVPs. Two Super Bowls combined between both of them. By the way, an NFC Championship game appearance and an MVP season from Aaron Rodgers. And all of a sudden, as a first-year starter... It's your show. If there's no more Aaron Rodgers, that is a really tough spot to be in. But that might be the reality this year for Jordan Love.
3: And it's a tough spot, but it's also a good spot. Because if you have a team that went to the NFC Championship and you take over the next year, there are things in place that can make your transition better than going to a non-playoff team. True. Defense. Defense running game, offensive weapons. All of those things bode well for love if he is the one who's taking over the helm for Aaron Rodgers this year. So that's how I would be looking mm-hmm. at it, uh, you know, it, it, from his point of view. Right? The cupboard is, is pretty full. Right now it's a big piece uh leaving out of it, but all you have to do is be serviceable.
4: It's absolutely true. But we know that man, Rogers is wringing every droplet out of the the value that the roster has around him, right? So to be in a, a first-year starting spot, I'll meet you halfway, because fundamentally I agree with you. I never agree with this theory of you never want to be the guy who replaces the guy. I always say, no, 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 you don't want to be the guy who never gets an opportunity. And granted, You've got huge shoes to fill if Jordan Love is taking over for Aaron Rodgers this year. But I would rather be in that position than still holding a clipboard. You know what I mean? Oh, I would yeah. rather have that play. pressure and all that comes with it.
3: Yeah. Well, look, these are professional athletes. He's a first-round draft pick at quarterback, right? This is not it's, – if it's time to play, it's time to play. You, there's no love lost. Mm-hmm. There's no sympathy. Let's get it going. If that's what you're doing, then step into it. Act like you are a first-round draft pick and you belong here and, and go play. Yeah, and I also think, though,
4: the way it unfolds matters, right? The details matter here where it's not one of these situations, hey, Aaron Rodgers, he retired gracefully. This was his last year. Jordan Love takes over, right? It's nothing like that. It's, It's going to circle back to, you know, as well as I do, some of these Packer fans that are just tired of the drama and they're like, ah, get Rodgers out of here. Those will be the same fans if Jordan Love stinks it up early in the season. They're going to be like, this all started to go haywire when the Packers drafted this guy, right? And all all the fingers, all that attention is going to be focused on him. That's a tough spot to be in. That's all I'm saying is it's unfavorable. If you compare it, think about this, in the same division – Compare the spot Jordan Love could be in this year to the spot Justin Fields could be in with the Bears. Think about them. It's been the exact opposite at the quarterback spot than what we've seen in Green Bay with the Favre-Rodgers back-to-back deal. They've had stinky quarterbacks for decades over there. The Bears have been a train wreck behind center. And so there's not these lofty expectations and this standard of quality that the fan base is used to. So anything good from Justin Fields, it's bravo. We're not used to this. But anything that's lesser in Green Bay, they're like this. We're used to eating caviar. We're not used to eating crusty ramen noodles. So the Packer fans, they're not going to have a whole lot of patience with stinky play.
3: No, they're not. And that's the type of – they've built a team, which lends to what I was saying. They've built a team – uh, where they can compete is a championship caliber team. Now, Aaron Rodgers is a big piece of that, that puzzle, but you can bring a quarterback in. He's not a rookie, right? He's been there. He knows the system. He's gotten all the reps this offseason. He's seen and learned from one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play. So, what other, what, there, there isn't a better position for a young quarterback. Coming into the, you know, his his first start than what Jordan Love has.
4: You know, it's it's a little bit. Think about Patrick Mahomes going to the Chiefs. Yep, his first year. Alex Smith is there, and it was better there because Alex Smith was nowhere near Aaron Rodgers. But he's a veteran. He, you know, he wasn't standoffish. Like, hey, I'm not here to. To teach this rookie how to play ball or you know, he was more of a welcoming quarterback. That was a big deal for Mahomes, but it didn't come with you know, Rodgers is a three time MVP, you know? Like Alex Smith doesn't have the credentials no, of, he a, doesn't. of an Aaron Rodgers.
3: No, he 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 doesn't. But, you know, if I was Jordan Love, I would concentrate less on Aaron Rodgers and his career and more on like this should have been he should have immersed himself in the offense and lived with you know the offensive coordinator the head coach. like he should have this should have been like man we can't get this kid away from us he's taking all the reps he's going to get all the reps and he should be ready to hit the ground running this is not his first year in the league he knows what the league has to offer and so this position he's in right now should be. I, I mean, you can't ask for a better situation, seriously.
6: Man, you they are... were
3: in the NFC Championship last year. Look, imagine if they were two and twelve, uh huh, and then they roll him out, to, <laughs> to, right? Like that's you. I mean, that is terrifying. Yeah, because I there's get... a lot of holes everywhere, and they're expecting you as a quarterback to patch every single hole in the ship.
4: It's interesting, right? Because I think both perspectives are right. When you're looking at it strictly from a a talent position, are you in a position to succeed with what you're surrounded by? Like Jordan Love is in a more favorable position than, say, Trevor Lawrence is. Oh,
3: by a mile. Yeah, or some of these other QBs. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, any any of them. Yeah. Any of the other uh, QBs. But from an
4: expectation standpoint... You know, if Zach Wilson shows some promise while the Jets are 5-12, and 12, most people are like, hey, you know, it's, it's all right. It's a start. Heading in the right direction. But if Jordan Love, you're looking at it the exact opposite. You're looking at what he isn't he's lesser than Aaron Rodgers and it might be completely unfair as a first year starter well he can't no he's one can not going to be greater he's
3: he's not going to me- measure up to Aaron Rodgers especially right. what he did last year so that is unfair so I but a little I, thing
4: like like logic and fairness it's not exactly like fans aren't well steeped when it comes to. you're that, right you you're know
3: true, true that that yeah. you're correct with that but if if there's any fan out there thinking that you know, Jordan Love is going to be Patrick Mahomes this year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then, yes. you know, and look, who are we to see? What if, he, what if this kid if he is? is? What if he is? I don't, I don't N- now the Packers look like geniuses. Oh, yeah. Right? Think you got your guy that. for the next 12 years. How much hinges on if Jordan Love can play or not? That's why they should be doing everything they can to get this young man ready to go so when they start in September... He's, he's clicking on all cylinders. It's funny, too, because uh, our guy, Lee
4: Robert the Fourth, our trusted producer, he's a diehard Packers Die fan. Diehard. And he mentioned this earlier in the show. He sent us a message, and he reminded us that Aaron Rodgers compared Brian Gutekunst to Jerry Krause, the Bulls mm-hmm. GM. And listen, I, I think Jerry Krause, he did a lot of things right. Now, there were some things that he did very wrong as well. And we've just focused on that. But when you look at Goody, the point I would make is what you just said. We're looking at Gouda like, what are you doing? Why would you draft Jordan Love? If he can, if he's a player, if, he can if he's an asset, and we're chanting Goody, Goody. Like all of a sudden he's a genius if Jordan Love can simply play in the NFL.
3: Yeah. Yeah, he, he is. You're, you're absolutely right. And, you know, it's yet to be determined. We don't know yet. I know it. I know it. By the
4: way, uh, last little tidbit on this. If there's no Rodgers with the Packers,
3: who do you like more? You go Vikings? Do you go Bears? Uh, I would go Vikings off the I bat. I yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I would I, – we don't know what we're getting with the Bears. And, you know, Kirk Cousin is beyond serviceable. Absolutely. I'm really curious to see – what Justin Fields
4: does this year. How many games does he start for the Bears? How well does he play? Does he transition to the NFL? I think we talk a lot about Alabama quarterbacks that have failed in the NFL. Yeah, it's not a lot of A lot success, of Ohio though. State guys yeah. fail in the NFL also. That's true. Yeah. Dwayne Haskins uh, hasn't been crushing it, you know? Terrell Pryor had a cup of coffee and then he was playing wide receiver. Like, there have been a lot of... Cardale Jones, remember that? Cardale Jones on the three-year mega spree. It was kind of like the Nick Fools of college football. Remember that whole time where it's like, I'd use a top-ten pick to get Cardale Jones, and then yeah, he was in the XFL the next thing you do. Yep. Yeah. I'm curious what Justin Fields does. Hey, Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the U.S., that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. All right, coming up next, we're inching ever so closer to the Olympic quiz. That's coming up at the bottom of the hour, but right around the corner. I understand why it didn't happen immediately, but man, it was still clunky nevertheless. I'm Brian though. He's e from Salam. This is
0: Fox Sports Radio. Top quiz, hot shot. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.
1: Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long.
4: I'm Brian No, he's E from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. So we got a change, big time change in baseball here. New nickname for what's currently the Cleveland Indians. They're now the Cleveland Guardians. Guardians. Yeah, the Guardians is what they're going with. And uh Boring. <laughs> The logo is freaking brutal. Have you seen it? No, not yet. Let me look at it right now. Boring, oh, dude. You gotta the see Cleveland Guardians. You gotta see the logo. It's it looks like uh, you know sometimes they have contests with how to draw things, and you know maybe there's like a an eleven year old that's just learning how to draw. That's kind of what it looks like. What is that?
3: Like a big C? <laughs> I,
4: it's like there there are two G's like. Guarding the baseball type. It it looks freaking terrible. Hmm. Really bad. Now, we did have Tom Hanks. He was doing some narrating. Try this on for size. Do you like the way that they unveiled the new nickname for the Cleveland Guardians? Here you go.
2: You see, it has always been Cleveland. That's the best part of our name. And now it's time. To unite as one family, one community. To build the next era for this team and this city. To keep watch and guard what makes this game the greatest. To come together and welcome all who want to join us. We are loyal and proud and resilient. We protect what we've earned and always defend it. Together we stand with all who understand what it means to be born and built from the land. Because this is a city we love.
1: And the game we believe in. And together, we are all
6: Cleveland Guardians.
3: All right. There you go. That was very very uh, cinematic.
4: <laughs> yeah. Very rock and rollish too, yeah. of course, City of Cleveland. Yeah, of course. Music underneath. I noticed that a lot. Um, I like this, too.
3: I, li- it- I like the way they decided to do that, though. Like, all of the 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 stuff that Washington the Uh Washington football team was doing and drawing it out and and Cleveland was just like yeah we're not going to be the Indians anymore we're going to be the Guardians that was it the
4: the only thing and I understand this is a whole thing you got to do your research you got to try to pinpoint hey what represents the city what's great for branding what's a good logo? They screwed that part up. But it's a whole process. I get it. It's not going to be one day and boom, you switch to the new nickname. But I do find the concept to be sort of strange where they have the new nickname and they're unveiling it next year where they're basically saying, hey, uh, we don't want to do anything that's racist with the nickname that some Native Americans are not fond of. I I would look at it like this. If... If you heard from somebody that said, you know, I need to stop making racist comments. I'm going to start next year. You'd be like, what? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's just strange that it's going to take place in 2022. And it took the better part of a year for that to be the case.
3: Yeah, that seems weird, right? It's like, just change.
4: Either change or go placeholder name Cleve- like Washington. Cleveland
3: did. literally was just like, "We're not going to be the Indians, though."
4: Yeah, I get that part of it,
3: but I, uh, I, I, it just seems so weird that it, this is such a thing, right? Yeah. Who else? Who else uh, is is on the docket to ch- to change? Any, any? Maybe the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks. Maybe the Braves. Braves. Chiefs, I don't know how far it goes. Yeah, but are those derogatory? The Black Hawks were a name of a a, right. tr- a tribe, right? Right. The Chiefs, right?
4: Uh, I'd have to go back with that. A, There's some I I should know this history. I once did, but it had something to do with. It was like the mayor was known as the chief or something. It
3: was more along those sort, right. those lines. But but when you look at like. Um, the Redskins that was a derogatory term for Indians right the actual word Indian is a derogatory term for Indians because they're not Indian Mm -hmm. right Christopher Columbus thought he was in India so he named the Native Americans Indians so I get those two because those are derogatory and and that's not a true representation of Native Americans right exactly yeah
4: I hear you on that. Now, it sounds like Iowa Sam might know his Kansas City Chiefs history over here. with the uh, nickname. Well, let's, ju- let's jump him yeah. on in. Let's see if this is the case here, no, Iowa Sam.
5: I was actually referring, I think it's just uh, the Blackhawks are named after Chief Blackhawk who oh. resided in the area. Sorry. I was, um,
4: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I, I, did, I
5: thought he was giving me Chiefs insight
3: over well, there. Well, so, ne- uh, well, next time, just turn your microphone off, okay, <laughs> Iowa Sam? Is
4: I the well the dry back. over there, Iowa Sam, on, on Chiefs nickname back history?
3: Yeah, I mean I
5: don't I mean chief is a pretty, you know, not generic but it's it's definitely more general than something like Black Hawk yeah. which refers to an actual part of the country and a single person, so.
4: By the way, before we get to Steve Desager here with another award-winning win, update and the Olympic quiz to follow, which is going to be tremendous. Uh, two quickies here. How about this? Let's get some hoops into this show. Ben Simmons. So the Warriors, reportedly, they're unwilling to meet the asking price for Simmons. They reportedly want an all-star caliber player in return. I look at this and say, good job, Daryl Morey. I just think people are way, way too down on Ben Simmons, who had a Awful series. I'll make no, you know, excuses for the guy. He was terrible against the Atlanta Hawks. He shied away from making a dunk. He couldn't
3: shoot uh, free throws. He was brutal, but he is a fantastic talent. Yes, and you know what? And not to cut you off, which I'm, that's funny how people cut you off and say <laughs> not to cut you off. Uh, I think the problem people are having, especially myself, is he let the criticism get to him as a professional athlete you can't do that sure if you allow the noise to become too bigger than the actual game then you fall into the category of we can't trust you in the biggest moments where I mean you're making a hundred and seventy seven million dollars and if you allow the noise to be louder than the actual salary we're paying you, then you diminish your own value to the team. That's absolutely true. But
4: I also think that he's been misevaluated by a lot of. He's been misappraised, right? Like we have pawn stars here in Vegas. We like I live in Vegas
3: or something. I mean, you're you're there. You're <laughs> locked in. Where are you where are you where you got a residency at the uh the, the Golden Nugget? Where are you staying? Uh, South Point right South now. South Point. That's,
4: yeah, over here at South Point. But yeah, we uh here in Vegas Pawn Stars, it was a very uh popular show and yeah. like you appraise items. Like if you do that with players in terms of value. I think that Ben Simmons has been misappraised because he was awful against the Atlanta Hawks, but he's a tremendous defender. He's a very good ball handler. He has averaged from the free throw line for seasons in the 60% range. So he hasn't been broken. He hasn't been consistently a 30% shooter from the free throw line. So yeah, the... Sixers would be out of their minds to just get rid of this guy and just get him off our well, hands. Well, no,
3: you, you got to get value because of the price tag. Like, I, I mean, you got to get value. You just can't give him away, right? You you can't give him away. He is an All Star caliber player. Uh, sports psychologists need it, right? Like, I the one thing right. players can't respect is if you don't show up when we need you. Yeah. Right. We don't care how cool you are in the locker room or how much of a team guy, none of that matters when the game is going on. And if we can't trust you and depend on you, then it diminishes how we see you. Yeah. And for us, someone whose value has never been diminished, uh, the person who you know when it hits the fan, and it sometimes hits the fan. You know they're going to be there, and they're going to give you their best. The ultimate teammate is one (laughs) Stephen T. To say here.
2: Thank you very much. Looking forward hey, to the Olympic quiz. And hey to you. By the way, an update as it is Sunday in Japan, USA softball is in action. It's scoreless top of the seventh against Australia. These are seven inning games. That's regulation, that is. Australia's left six on base. The Americans have left five on base. USA softball so far, after last night's shutout of Mexico, is 3 and 0 in the tournament with three shutouts and did you know by the way to get the sport back in the games it was a joint bid with softball and baseball and they had to agree to play the softball games on a baseball field so that if future cities got these games they wouldn't have to build separate stadiums for it we're not even expecting paris at the next summer olympics to build any stadiums for baseball or softball to even have the sports but if you've seen softball You've seen that the infielders are in some cases playing on not the dirt of the infield, but in the grass of the infield. The bases are 60 feet. They're on the grass of the infield. Still takes them getting used to. Updating the baseball that was on FS1 today. The Yankees got four runs in the top of the eighth, winning at Boston 4-3. to Now, the Red Sox started the day alone in first in the AL East, a game ahead of Tampa Bay. The Rays have won tonight. In fact, Tampa Bay has won five games in a row. They got a victory 8-2 at Cleveland. Right now at Kansas City, it's Royals 9-8 over the Tigers in the top of the ninth. The Brewers and Astros picked up victories. That Houston win was 4-1 over Texas. The Rangers have lost 11 in a row now. Blue Jays lead 10-3 at the Mets in the bottom of the ninth. And a couple other games, the Giants are losing at home. Pirates 3-1 leaders at San Francisco in the bottom of the fourth inning. And the Dodgers are ahead, one nothing, over the Rockies, bottom of the fifth. Although we haven't gotten to the ninth inning. So stay tuned on the Dodgers. Unbelievable. The uh, Dodgers lost three in a row and have had just crushing ninth innings three nights in a row at home. So the Giants are still three games over the Dodgers in the NL West. Padres already lost 3-2 at Miami and then there's the angel game a 2-1 win at Minnesota the winning pitcher Patrick Sandoval who had been one and nine for this team the previous two seasons had a no hitter tonight at Minnesota with one out in the bottom of the ninth and then allowed a double he pitched eight and two-thirds innings 13 strikeouts Angels did win the game. Now, at the Olympics, USA men's basketball opens play tomorrow morning against France. U.S. men's volleyball swept France. U.S. women's beach volleyball tonight swept China. Mentioned USA softball is playing right now. And U.S. women's three-on-three basketball won its opening two games, including an upset of France. Okay, gentlemen, we're going to go to questions, one each, from five Olympic sports testing the knowledge that you asked for last hour. I still have one overall question for you each, and this will get us into the quiz. Ooh, okay. Can you name the five Summer Olympic sports where the United States has never medaled?
4: Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. They're, never medaled.
2: They are all uh, in the Olympics indoor sports. five Summer Olympic sports where the U.S. has never medaled. A couple of them take place on a court. One looks like... a. Uh, Say a volleyball court. One looks like maybe a surface of basketball. Handball. Handball is one.
3: There, yeah, on the board. Boom.
4: Brian, go ahead. Oh, gosh. I'm looking for a list of events. It's got to be something really obscure because. Well, we've you've had heard a lot of, of it. Yeah. Table yeah.
2: tennis. Hey, table tennis is one. Oh, nice.
3: Yeah, E. Come on, baby. Um, That's two of the
2: five. The U.S. has never meddled in these events at the Summer Games.
4: I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong. I don't even want to mention nothing? this. Nothing you,
3: you given. You giving us nothing I'm not, here? I'm, not, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up here. Quiz, I'm looking for a shots. list. <laughs> I, I need a list. You, okay. No, you don't need a list. I, I, I don't I, have I a need list. a list. <laughs>
2: Just name the sports. It looks I, I, like a volleyball court. <laughs>
4: Uh, badminton
2: badminton is correct i was gonna say badminton but and you I, didn't say anything i should have said it i thought it was gonna be wrong you I didn't swear say that's anything the other uh, two are gymnastics disciplines you might say rhythmic discipline G- correct G- gymnastics artistic
4: gymnastics
2: we certainly meddled in artistic gymnastics oh, okay Trampolining. Yes, trampoline is the thing. Oh, i face. got all you five are killing of them it.
3: all by myself. And his back is tired
2: for carrying this team. I'm still I, looking
3: for a list. I my love, list. love <laughs> this. Let's go. Keep Those going. Those
2: are the five summer Olympic sports where the U.S. has never medaled. So question number one is about badminton. Okay. Uh, these matches okay. are best of three games. The question, each game is played to how many points?
3: oh I want to say and I need a
2: team answer right are you guys saying you're going to team up or well
3: he hasn't teamed up <laughs> I, I'm out of the gate slowly you he, know he I, hasn't teamed up I want to say and this is random I want to say 15 I don't know, know man i lean think? 21 but uh, don't don't I'm gonna need a unified answer from the I, yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna go go go, I'm, I'm gonna go with Brian
2: you're saying 21 I'm saying 21 yeah. Well, up until 2004, Batminton games were played to 15. It is now 21. We both got
4: it right. We both got it right. Good that you went with me from Salam. Hey, man, I'm the ultimate
3: teammate.
4: All right, we're 1-0. All right, Steve. Our goal is to at least get to 3 out of 5. That's a passing grade.
2: Wow, after you've pretty much gotten everything so far with this teammate, you're I only mean, going I, for...
4: Yeah, maybe my expectations are too low, but let's find out so.
2: On to team handball. Okay. Question, how many athletes on the court for each team? Ooh. Oh,
1: hold on. man. Team
2: That's handball, which for those who didn't know, it was on yeah. TV today. It's like soccer with Dude. your hands.
3: I haven't seen it, big man,
2: but... You you throw it in the goal.
3: Seven. Seven seven per team one goalie and six field players
2: no i mean brian no do you go with (laughs) this? it's not seven brian so come on yeah right
4: (laughs) good state good save steve no no i'm I'm literally
2: asking the teammate i can't say yes or no until i get a team all right all
4: right how
2: about um
4: i think we decreased the number of players on the on the court Right? We go instead, what did you say, six? I said, with the I
3: said seven, including seven the goalie. With, yes. Including. How about we I, say? I just watched it today.
4: Six, including the goalie, right? We got five players in the goalie. What do you think? It's up to you. What do you want to go with? Um.
3: Uh, okay, we'll do six. The answer is? 7 I'm including not, the goalie. Come on, no. You <laughs> should have been Evelyn. more forceful.
4: You just watched it over here. You let I'm me so, talk you into the I'm wrong I'm So
3: good at these Olympics. I'm I'm taking that win for me even though we don't score it on the board. All <laughs> right, I, well? I'm amazed by Come on, let's go. Keep going. How well do we know our
4: Olympic rules here? Question number three. Hit us with it, Steve.
2: Rhythmic gymnastics. Do you know what we're talking about? There's different equipment in their hands. They still do the flipping and the tumbling and the leaping. They have the ball. They have the rings. That's the question. There are four items. Name the four items that could be in their hands. Ball. Ball is one. Rings. Uh, it's a hoop. I'll give you a that. Hoop.
3: It's come on, man. Is it circle? <laughs> Good <laughs> lord. Um, there is the um, the the ribbon. The yes! ribbon. Yes. Yes. Uh, That's the only one I remember. I remember the ribbon. You actually haven't helped at all. So I, I'm gonna just, go.
4: Uh, is there one with an anvil?
3: Do you have it? What? I'm just kidding.
4: I, I got nothing for you. No, I just remember just the think ribbon. About That's it. All I think remember. about
3: it. It's the ball. It's the ribbon. It's the hoop. the hoop. Uh-huh. And is it the baton? Oh, you are so close. Wait, wait, wait. Um we're still uh yeah, Brian, come on, give me yeah, something, yeah. man. Nothing. I don't know what's just, close to a baton. Just just nothing. Hm. I, sparklers? I don't uh, know. Uh <laughs> numchucks?
4: No. Um <laughs> Well, that was
3: close, Steve. We were very close to getting
4: that it's one It's the day.
2: clubs that the they clubs. throw in the air.
3: <laughs> yes, the which clubs. could be seen as batons. In some <laughs> countries, clubs are called batons. Just FYI. <laughs>
2: I'll give you three out of four on that. Okay, okay. Table, tennis. Uh-huh. table tennis. Table yeah. tennis, yes. According to the Olympics themselves, in in their game, the table tennis ball is usually white or what color?
4: Yellow. Oh, Yeah, it should be yellow. Well... Or is it yellow or green? I it's think yellow, yellow is it's right. It's yellow. Remember that whole controversy? Is it yellow? Is it green? It's yellow. I think we stick with
2: that, stuff. According Final to answer. the Olympics themselves, the answer is orange. Orange! Orange!
3: What? I was so
2: sure.
4: Unbelievable! I feel. Oh no! So where are we? Are we? We're at fifty. percent I don't know where you
2: are. Well, it's two and and a half. I feel good about myself. Uh, Let's. Well, you got three out of four on the.
3: Okay. I'll. You know what? Do you have another one? We do have one more. The trampoline.
2: Okay. We do the routines on the large trampoline. Yes. How long is the routine? Keep in mind according to PBS gymnasts must make contact with the trampoline 10 times throughout their routine. How long is the typical Olympic routine on the large trampoline? Wow. Minutes and seconds. Can't be that long. If you what get within you 15 ten? seconds that's fine.
3: 90 seconds. Say what did you can you repeat what you, you said? You must Steve? make
2: contact with the trampoline 10, 10 times. 10 times <laughs> throughout
4: the routine. And you, But you can't go longer than that?
2: I'm confused by that. I'm saying the key for you to find a time, uh huh, like your teammate who already had a guess, yeah. is that you're coming down 10 times on the trampoline.
4: That's right. So, man, there's only so much time you can so stay in the air. Required, I'm going to go lower. It's yeah. probably
2: not five minutes.
4: It, right, exactly. I'm going to say, man, this might be too low. I'm going to say 45 seconds. That's my thing. But It is
2: exactly 90 seconds. Yes! Ephraim absolutely yes! dominated this quiz.
3: Do you know, when I tell you guys I watch everything in the Olympics, like I watch everything all the time. So, as
2: a team, you guys got uh, what, two and three quarters out of the five questions? Passing grade? Yeah, it is. It's over 50, over the I 500. Mark. I was
3: ready for how many points or a hand uh, a t- table tennis? Actually, like you, you got go the bonus to?
2: question right. You named all five Summer Olympic sports the U.S. has never meddled in, right? So you yep. got a you got a bonus question hey, at the
4: start. Very good. Let the record show that I brought badminton knowledge to the
3: table. That was it. Uh, uh, we both did, but yes. But yeah. 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 Thank you I for helping. I was there when we go ha, to twenty-one. Thank you 21. for helping for that one question. I hey, it helped our total, right? We would have had a, <laughs> a failing grade if not for my badminton knowledge. Oh, wow, look at this guy. Should we give you the MVP now?
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: Andre Iguodala?
2: I'll take, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good comparison. Brian was driving the car on
4: this team. <laughs> All right, coming up next, we close it down in style. This player could have the greatest range between playing really well and playing really poorly. We'll let you know who that is. I'm Brian. No, he's he from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian. No, he's he from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. Top of the hour, Arnie Spanier and Aaron Torres. Keep it locked right here on FSR. The dynamic duo will be back at it. You know all these player prop bets. In the NFL and also team by team, you can go with the, the team totals in terms of, you know, uh, over or under season wins or odds to win the division, all that type of stuff. And it got me thinking about Carson Wentz, the new Colts quarterback. Is there a player that has a greater range than Carson Wentz? Meaning this, it wouldn't shock me if he plays pretty well. In a new situation, he's not in the in the shadows of Nick Fools over there, right? Where Fools comes in, wins a Super Bowl, and Carson Wentz, he's the guy that doesn't have a ring, basically. Like that's pressure. Better offensive line for sure. So I wouldn't be shocked if Carson Wentz plays pretty well this year. I wouldn't be shocked if he's bad. Does anybody else how about Tua Tungavailoa? I really wouldn't be surprised one way or the other if he's pretty good this year or eh, he's middling, right? Who would you say has the biggest range between playing really well and pro- playing pretty poorly this season?
3: Um, I, I would probably say Tua. Yeah, you go Tua. Yeah, I, I'd probably go Tua. We know Carson Wentz can play. We've seen him play. You know what I mean? Like we've seen him play well. Um, we don't know what Tua is. We just don't know. So if Carson is in, in a place where he feels that he's going to, you know, step up and, and prove why he's, you know, is a franchise quarterback, then that, that's a great motivator.
4: Yeah. It's funny because I look at it the exact opposite way, where Carson Wentz, we've seen both ends of the spectrum. We've seen him play at an MVP caliber pace or rate, whatever you'd want to say. And we've also seen him absolutely stink the joint up. All we've seen from Tua is it was okay. It was around average, probably a little bit better overall. But uh, I guess uh, the game against the Raiders, he didn't play very well. It was taken out. And that stuck with people. But any, we haven't seen Tua play at this high, high level, right? So we don't know how high the bar can go with him. Yeah. We do know that with Carson.
3: Yeah. I mean, the bar is pretty high with Carson. Yeah. He was on pace to be the MVP of the league. Uh, an unfortunate injury happened. Tua got benched Yeah, when they were making a playoff run. Yeah.
4: it's interesting with both guys. How about maybe another guy, Jalen Hurts? New Eagles quarterback. I I think there's a pretty decent range between... It wouldn't shock me if he's pretty good this year or if he's pretty bad. bad. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't be stunned by that. By the way, one other nugget here. The Big 12. They are trying to proposition Texas and Oklahoma. Conference officials, they're discussing new financial structures that would increase the revenue for both those schools. They should do whatever... It, it takes, takes to, they have no conference if those teams walk
3: yeah if they go it's it's going to be a detriment to the to the conference big yeah. time
4: those schools are gone your conference is gone like <laughs> you that's like the old school whack remember that yeah i was in the whack i yeah. played in the whack a couple of schools left and it's like all right that's going to do it for the conference uh good times though right hey before we get out of here the olympic quiz was very successful it was great we I'm proud of myself. To, yeah, wait, wait. Proud of us, I'm right? Prou- like we of, were I'm a proud, team. I'm proud of myself. Proud of yourself. Um We got some reaction here on Twitter. Mark checked in. He was talking about the color of the ping pong ball and he just simply wrote, "I was literally yelling orange." That's funny. <laughs> with a bunch of exclamation points. Yeah.
3: I t- thank you for listening and thank you for playing along with us.
4: Yeah. I will always remember the quiz. By the way, real fast story. So when I was working in Portland, there was an actual U.S. ping pong Olympian that came in. He was on the show, and there was like an 11-year-old protege. And so there was a contest where they were serving to me, and I just had to get the ball back to the other end of the table. Couldn't do it. They put all this crazy spin on it. Couldn't do it. But he taught me, he's like, you got to do something specific or you have no chance to get it. And I did. I succeeded there, big man. Did you?
3: I did. Well, look at you.
4: Against the kid, also. Nah. And I, I was, I was disciplined. I wasn't like in your face, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m. Wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m. Grab seats for the game. God! 6 p.m. Book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com/slash-withamex. Terms apply.
5: Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org
6: for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever.